0: Welcome to Tech on Toast. The Tech on Toast podcast is powered by Rem's Hospitality, using market data to grow your revenue. To find out more about Tech on Toast, head over to our website techontoast.community where you can listen to all of our podcasts, read all of our blogs, and search for the latest hospitality tech in our marketplace. Enjoy the show. The next episode of Tech on Toast, and this week we have one of my very good friends, John Mason, uh, founder of Vidlios and now Sideways. John, how are you?
1: I'm good, mate. Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: No, it's our pleasure. It's been too long. Uh, me and John have been working together. I think, I mean, Experience one-on-one actually, John, started partly because of you, right? We had a meeting in Paddington one day, and we were sitting chatting about doing some good for the industry. And uh, I think I was talking about, you know, my vision for events, and you, you were like, great, I'll film it. I was like, yeah, but how much You you like for free? And, I, and the rest is history. So uh, thank you, John. You're welcome, Matt. Hey, listen,
1: I, you know, you're the same. We always support things that we believe in. Right. And I believe you're trying to do some things to help. And I think if we're all helping each other, that's how it works.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what you taught me right at the start. Collaboration is the key. So, John, tell us a little bit more about you and uh, what you do uh, and uh, how have you got there?
1: Sure. Um, So yeah, the intro, you said Vidlios and Sideways. So um, Sideways is the new company which we're launching in January, which is a new learning platform. Before that, we had uh, or what we're currently doing is Vidlios, and Vidlios is a visual learning platform which uh, has been going now for about eight or nine years. And our idea around that was all around visual learning. So visual learning is you know, using video and and filming people doing their things and sharing their brilliance. And the idea was that we could film people doing what they do really well uh, in their natural environments, you know, people doing service, people doing menu. And we started with companies like Wagamama and worked with people like Stephen Mangleshot, who the executive head chef there to show people what, you know, good cooking looked like and to really drive that consistency. And that's worked really, really well. And video has cut through all of the noise and, in my opinion, is, you know, one of the best media formats that you can use for learning. So we kind of invented that uh, a long time ago when people thought we were a bit crazy. And now we're moving on to what I call uh, Learning 3.0 and building more a platform that's more inclusive. Uh, it you know, helps with continuous learning. So we want people to be able to load things themselves into the platform. So more of a social learning or peer-to-peer learning platform but with all of the things that you'd expect from, you know, dare I say an LMS, which are my favorite things, but so we can still do the structured learning, the, the top-down things you need to know when you start, but we're all about this kind of bottom-up learning activation and helping people help each other. And, yeah, it's a really new take on learning, but I think, you know, as I said before, 3.0 for me or learning 3.0 is around people coming to a platform, searching for what they need to know, you know, surfacing the things that they want to learn, playlisting it and watching it when they're ready to watch it, and really digging deep on that kind of new philosophy around learning or methodology, which is I need to know this now. How do I find it? Where is it? And, And modern systems should be able to do that, but I don't think they all can, and we're looking at it from that lens. And then from there, if I can't find what I'm looking for, I can ask people, I can ask someone in my team, I can ask someone in my location, you know I can ask the whole business I'm stuck, I need help can someone help me and I think that is uh yeah how we're framing the learning you know and where we're going
0: it, and I'm taking you right back to vidliers actually and I, I wasn't the brightest at school uh you know I, and I, I learned probably I wish I was at school now, you know actually I don't because it's horrific but I, you know, I was but going through school I, I struggled academically i I was quite bright, but I didn't like reading, I didn't like writing I, I could do it, I went to a good school all that kind of stuff but you, you, you do think that when you brought videos out it, it really reflected what was in the industry i think because a lot of people who work in the industry are genuinely learn that way they like to learn quickly they learn on the hoof they see they do right that's the way that aileen in college always used to teach me that he used to say you're only going to learn if you do it yourself watch it then do it yourself and I, I presume that's why videos really helped those yeah. kind of people actually in the industry
1: yeah i yeah, actually as, as she worked with aileen she uh she taught me a new one on many occasions as she can do, but, um, <laughs> she, she was one of the backers, right from the start. They were straight after Wagamama and she was the same. Like for me, it's like people say, show me, don't tell me, right? Yeah. And when you see people in hospitality, they're all about shadowing around people, other people learning as they go. And I think we need to film these incidents happening <laughs> on our smartphones right there and then that we can share and we can bank so sideways is around banking that knowledge it's around if someone's good at something or they're, they're you know they have they can solve a problem we can bank it it can be there for everybody so it's not just solving one person's problem on the day that's following you around you're the expert on that Let's let's show it to everyone so that we can drive consistency we can you know improve productivity and all of those good things
0: and one of the things I love about Sideways, because it is like the Spotify of learning, I think is the way that I described it when I first saw it. It's really cool because you can copy your mates, right? You can be like Mike as it would be. So if I like Mike, who's my ops director and I'm the regional director, but I want to learn what he's learnt to get to his point, I can actually see what he's learning. And one of the cool yeah. things I was saying to John was that, You could almost, um, for anyone in operational background, you'll remember when the glass washers broke all the time or something like that. And these things uh, are constantly and you're having to ring up different locations nationwide saying, oh, do this, do that. Don't put the lemons in because the lemons will break the pipe underneath. And that's what costs us lots of money. But it's quite simply now you get your phone out. You film the fact you film yourself breaking down the dishwasher. You film yourself putting it back together again. Share it on sideways and everybody can see it. Right. And that's and that's how they learn.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, So the bank or the knowledge bank is the first thing you see when you come into our platform. And that's designed to surface things that we need straight away. So that idea is brilliant. And what we want is another 100 of those. So we're building behaviors around sharing that knowledge in our with our clients. So we're going in and running uh, a workshop that we do with our clients for free where we go in and say, right, where are your problems? Where are your problem solvers? And how do we find these kind of 10, 20, 100 things that we can – solve that are gonna help everyone across the business. So if everyone's breaking the dishwasher or they're, you know, not doing this thing correct, we can fix that. But what we hear is these things going on and what we see. And if you ask people to say, oh yeah, we still have this problem with X. And I'm saying, well who who knows how to do it? How do we how do we find those people and how do we bring that to life? And then how do we give your people permission to do it? Right. So for me it's about building better behaviors in a business and releasing that knowledge. And if you look at a pyramid, right? So that we're here, most people want to do the, the top-down learning approach, approach, which is I've been in this business for so long, here's what you need to know. And that gets you 50% of the way, you know, in your learning journey or your career or wherever you are at that particular time. But the bottom-up approach says, no, I actually know how to do this, 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 and this, or we have experts that can do all of these things. And if we allow those people to share what they know, then we can just, you know, have, we can solve problems daily. We can drive that consistency. It's inclusive. So they get something out of it themselves. They're shown, showing what they can do. And then we can also, you know, profile these people in the in the uh, platform so that we can bring that to life too. So we can say, where are my sharers? Where are my helpers? Where are our next trainers? You know, where are the people that can do things extremely well that, you know, deserve us to have a chat with them so that we can say, hey, we'd love for you to come and do some more, for us. Or you could simply set challenges in the business that say, we need to solve these 10 things, um, crack on and and do it yourself. And then you can see these things start to populate into the platform. And that's the behaviors that we're trying to change, right? There's bottom-up learning activation.
0: That's really interesting because you've got, uh, as we all know, I've worked in lots of businesses where the the guy at the top, um, as it would be in hierarchy status, may not be the best trainer, may not be the best sharer of knowledge, may be a bit, you know, focused on whatever his or her world is at that point. So I think that sharing and learning is absolutely key, right? How did you learn? I mean, because you're a learning activist. um, How did you learn as you you grew up? (laughs) Is that a self-given title?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was. And simply because I just don't agree with all the bullshit that's going on, right? I don't agree with shitty platforms. I don't agree with crappy content. You know we've done a lot of filming ourselves like like what we've done with you, where we're releasing knowledge, we're releasing communications and we're building you know better um, knowledge bases around things. So we've done all of the compliance training and all that sort of thing. So I really what i where I look at it from is is putting learners first, right? So it's saying um, and helping learners. it's it's basically saying if if I wanted to learn this stuff myself, what how would I want to do, it, right? And I don't think people do that enough. They just go default to they need to know X, here it is, good luck. And that doesn't mean people learn it, right? People have different learning needs, like you pointed out. I didn't do well at school. You know, I I struggled with it because I just found it just um, so damn boring. You know, it was like I didn't connect to any of the subjects. I passed English and math just, I got 50%, and that was my Everest, you know, and and the rest of it I just didn't get. And then it, then throw me out of school and get me into working. And, of course, because you didn't get, you know, you didn't do very well. You couldn't go to university, not that I wanted to. Didn't need a whole bunch of new people telling me what to do. So I got a job. The first job that I could do was in a warehouse, and I stuck at that for five years. But while I was there, I asked loads of questions. So anyone that would talk to me, that would help me. And this is going back 30 years, right? So this was, you know, um, pre computers and technology and all that thing, that it was really just being on a phone and being able to talk to people, which I couldn't, I was so damn scared of being on a phone. Still am to this day, hate phone calls. But um, but I had to teach myself, so I asked loads of questions. So by asking those questions, some people will help you, right? So one out of 10 people would help you and then they tend to mentor you and they show you the ropes. Here's how to answer a phone call. Here's how to make a phone call. Here's how to do this, right? And so. Slowly but surely my confidence grew and I got to a point where I could start to do that sort of thing. And then that led me into into kind of sales and and then I I, I carried on and I, I learned. But I didn't stop asking questions. I didn't stop seeking the people that could help me. So if you look at it today, I think I'm uniquely qualified to actually flip that and say, well, how do I help people now? How do I help you? It's my turn. How do I help young people? So... Sideways is that vision, right? It's the whole looking at it and saying, look, we've got you. We know you're good at something. We ultimately and my partners ultimately believe that everyone is good at something, right? So if you are good at something, share it. If you need help, ask. You know, And we need to drive that behavior into businesses. We need to drive that behavior, whether you're small, medium, or large, because there are people that are stuck right now. There are people where they're where their mentor or hero is gone because people are leaving the businesses left, right, and center. So if we drive that behavior, if we get those things happening and we have, you know, this mentor's content in there or this person, the expert's content in there doing the coffee or the dishwasher or whatever, however you explain it before, we've banked that forever. That is a thing. That exists. And, yeah, I can follow, and to your point, I can follow those people and I can see how they've learned and I can playlist their learning or I can follow their playlist and I can learn like them. So yeah, that that inspires me, that gets me out of bed, and that's kind of the challenge that I'm on is and I know it's going to take a while because not everyone will get it. But we're lucky that we have, you know, a handful now of our, our clients ex Videos clients that are coming across and they're people that have really, you know, taken to the decision too. So it's really exciting.
0: It is exciting. It's interesting. as you know I've got three kids. You've got one. Um, and when they're learning between like, I would say between the age of three and six, uh, they're at their most inquisitive, right? And they're just constantly saying, why? Why, dad? Why? <laughs> My wife says that a lot as well, actually, <laughs> for different reasons. Um, but, you know, why? Why? You know, always asking, always wondering, why wh- Why does the car do that? Why does the tree do that in, this, in the different seasons? Why does the bird fly there? Why does the dog just scratch itself? Whatever it might be. But, and you you're always liken that to, when we actually stop doing that, don't we? As we grow up, as we grow up into adults, we stop, The barriers come up and we stop saying why. We stop saying, you know, can I please, you know, will you show me? Uh, And I think it's all to do with confidence. You know, and you see the people that rise to the top quite quick. They probably are still those kids. Right. They're still saying why, how, show me, show me. I want to be you. And I I don't know why you might have an opinion on this, uh, but why it kind of stops between that kind of teenage years and growing into being an adult and a worker. Why do people stop asking questions? I, I, you know, I think it's I think it's interesting. It does affect the way we learn as we as we get into work. Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. I think most of the time it's people are too scared, you know. And what I've done, I've read a lot of books on this lately. There's a good, um, good book called uh, yeah, "All You Have to Do Is Ask" or something similar. That I'll find it. And, <laughs> selling, know,
0: it and selling it, selling it well good. there.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but I can remember the premise right, and the premise is all about is giving people permission to ask. So at yeah. work, I don't know if it always, it's already you know or that readily available to people, or they feel it, or it's not in the the DNA or the culture or the learning culture of the business, right? And especially not if you're just going in straight after school into a new job and all that sort of thing. You're kind of hesitant. You don't want to put your hand up. You know, you're like sitting at the back. But I want to change it. That's that's broken. That that's crazy. It's silly. It's just stupid. I want people. I want our businesses to give people permission to do that, to ask for help, and and we're starting that, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the chat with the the people collective that we've just formed. You know, and we're getting all of these um, heads of learning and heads of people coming and and joining us and sharing their problems and finding solutions. And it's it needs to start at the top. We need people to say, okay, I don't know everything, I need help, and maybe I can get help from a colleague in another business or you know one of our competitors is going to help me and i i really think that's the way forward right it is sharing it is the asking questions and if we don't ask the questions we're not going to find the answer
0: and that's the thing right and again i keep referencing back to kids because it's my learning point right it's my learning reference for what i learn now and i I was talking to my son who's 15 about the news i said do you watch the you know do you watch the news how do you consume your, you know where do you find out what's going on and his answer was tiktok um and him and uh, and I used to joke about TikTok it's because you know, the way I would use it I watch the funny videos I don't but my kids are actually yeah. learning about the world and global issues politics uh you know sustainability uh food whatever it might be uh trends they're learning about it through TikTok and it's I think that the industry has forgotten who it represents over the past ten years that we've forgotten that we've all got a bit older and we're just still treating it like we're still in charge and actually we're not. These kids are in charge and uh, they want to learn a different way. They want to reflect what they do in their you know their day to day lives. And I do think what you're attempting to do here is 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 playing that to them, right? That's the idea, isn't it? That you're trying to engage the yeah. way they learn.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to content. So if you look at TikTok, it's smaller bite sized bits of content, which yeah. we've always tried to do. So our videos at the start, you know, when we are shooting Stephen, like I said before, you know, two, three minutes, now he can do it in 30 seconds to a minute, yeah. right? Boom, 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 bam, there you go, there's your meal, you know? And it's like, wow, and 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 content should, shouldn't just be on the platforms that we have to use at work. We can put it somewhere else. I'm a firm believer in put it where the eyeballs are or create the content for that audience on that platform, on that device or whatever it might be. But but there's another key factor to that, and that um, platforms need to be recognisable, right? So I'm hoping that was sideways, and we're getting a lot of feedback now through our um, half a dozen companies trialling it right now, where they've said people feel at home there. You know, young people are coming into it, and it's instantly recognisable. It it feels like something they would use in their private lives, or you know, things that they use at home when they're surfing the net, or Googling, or YouTubing, or whatever it might be, TikToking. So we need to get down to that level. Learning isn't about just putting you in a prison cell and saying, here's all the shit you need to know, good luck. Learning is about providing a safe, you know, uh, as I said, inclusive and and continuous place where you can help yourself. It's not just the business throws shit at you and says, learn that. It's the business enabling you to learn at your own pace the things you need to learn to get ahead and, and helping you grow. And I think you've said to this to me on numerous occasions that one of the key metrics for keeping people is growth, right? So if we look at retention and, and then the other metric is training, and if the, you come into your training and it's, it's, dare I say it, it's crap, then immediately you're put off, right? Whereas we want to try and build a place where they come and they go, oh, I can actually learn something new in here. And that's the key to everything, you know, the success of, of, of learning.
0: Yeah, and leave leave them better as you found them, right? And it's one of the things we're doing a, an event at the end of January about well-being with uh, employee health. Um, we're talking to the guys about literally when you bring people on, make sure that your only job, they, don't worry about promotions, don't worry about pay rises, don't worry about anything else. That all has to come as part of your structure. But the most important thing is make sure they leave your company in a better place than when you found them. And if you've done that, then I think you've done your job and everyone will shout at me, oh, you're hippie. Stop tree hugging. Do your job. You know all that kind of stuff. But I actually believe uh, that's the way I always worked, and it always and it always felt good. You know, for them and for me. And, um, yeah. and I think if you've got that in your life, that it it, it does help to to grow people or whatever whatever uh, phrase you're looking for. But yeah, making sure that they actually get somewhere through your leadership. And the best thing I think about what you're trying to do is champion people. And I used to when I worked at Prime Ministry, I had something called I uh, I can't remember what it's called now. I had a pie picks, and this was before I had something like running rather. So PyPix, we used to get the guys to upload pictures of what they were doing in their restaurants. So if we had Pride one week, they'd all send pictures. And we had a feed, a shared Apple feed on iPhone uh, of all the different pictures that were going. everyone could comment on them. And it was great, right? It was the first form of, I suppose, peer-to-peer learning because I had great guys in Birmingham doing something. I said, Do you know what? Share that so everyone else can see what you're doing. And they were like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. And then I can make a big deal of you and say you're great and they can watch you. And if you're a good GM, you're probably going to look at the other GM doing well and go, right. I want to be like I want to be like them, and that in yeah. essence is what you're trying to do, right? Champion <laughs> these people who've got great knowledge who probably don't always get the rock star activation from the boss, um, but gives them the chance to shine, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean you've got those, and um, you know the bar front of house, back of house, you know it's who that makes the best cocktails and who who can show people in their words how to make a cocktail, yeah. who can show you how to serve a customer, who can show you how to Set the table properly. You know, the list goes on and on. As I said before, I went. I, we went into just for lockdown to Help a, a, um, a burger company, and we listed out like ten things that they had problems with. And they, we went through them and we put a name next to each one. So who can fix the problem? Where are they? How do we get them into a room? It took us about an hour to get through all this stuff, and we got it to a point where we'd fix those 10 problems in two hours, right? So we, we actually came back and the people were in the room and we videoed them doing things and we made sure we were in a place where we could took up all the things that we needed to with all of the, the um, equipment and kit that we needed there. And that took that process took four hours and we solved 10 things. I reckon that, um, you know, the man hours behind that, if people were still making those problems or the productivity loss. The
0: cost, yeah. You know,
1: and the cost, It's so, so huge, right? Whereas what I want to do is go into companies and say, and I don't care how big or small you are, I'm going to turn up, is say, here's, get me your list, get me your people, let's do this. You follow me, I'll show you how to do it, and then you can carry on doing it. And then write that list to a year to 100. And then the next 90 days, let's finish that list. Just those 100 things will save a company tens of thousands of pounds. Maybe 100,000. If you're if you're a five hundred people business, it'll save you a hundred to two hundred thousand
0: pounds. Often when you watch training videos, you know, when you've got a guy chopping a carrot or you've got a guy showing you how to or a lady you know showing you how to host, whatever it might be, they're quite faceless. I mean, literally they are faceless, right? If it's a kitchen one, generally it's a pair of hands. And I think what I like about Sideways is that people are gonna know that John in Surrey posted the video about how to make this great martini uh and i don't know john but i'm going to reach out to him through sideways and say hey man i watched your video it was great i said i'm trying to copy you but i'm struggling any chance you can help me and do you know what all of a sudden it's literally personalized training and every bloody brand marketing person you can find right now bangs on about personalization no one's doing it in training uh not because it's impossible but is it you know so i think i think that for me it would be in if i was still in an organization one of the key benefits
1: yeah and that's really cool you know that's an amazing idea and you know that's kind of this whole idea around playlisting which is you know playlisting other people's learning and then saying you know as you do you reach out to that person and say hey i'm just stuck with this thing and i I don't know if there's a person on the planet that wouldn't help you now when i started out as a four one out of ten people helped because they're like screw you i'm here you're there I ain't yeah. helping you, Jack. And then you got the people that would, right? But now the default mechanism for young people is to help, right? Yeah. Is to be seen, is to is to show off what they can do and their brilliance. It's to be helpful. It's to be inclusive. You know, and, and so if we if we, you know, jump on the back of that trend, then we can just blow this thing up, right? We can just get people sharing loads more. It can be banged. You know, you can go into the bank and delete the old ones too. You know, if there's a whole bunch of them, you can yeah. start to <coughs> curate that and get rid of things. But where is the place where they do that right now?
0: Yeah, I don't know. And from a central point of view, when you're in a head office, I mean, if you run a staff survey, often the the complaint or the gripe is that we don't know head office, we don't talk to them, we're on our own out here. And I think a lot of providers to the industry or suppliers need to understand that it's not the picture you see on LinkedIn that is not how operations works. That's not how it feels in the job. It's hard work. Yeah. It's two hours of madness and seven hours of nothing, generally, uh, in a shift. You know, it's seven hours of being on your own or you know, in a smaller company trying to do stuff, yeah. get your jobs done, get everything done, get home, get back again for the night shift. So it's not what is painted on LinkedIn, and it's why we have a problem with recruitment. I could go on all day about it, it's because we're not being honest about what the job is. But the rewards on the flip side are absolutely huge you know, get to work all over the world, get to work with really cool people, meet really cool. Like, you know, we wouldn't have known each other if it wasn't for hospitality. So you get to meet people from all walks of life, all different places. And I think if you can somehow, and it has to be digitally because there's no other way of doing it. We've tried it. There's, you can't have an Air Imagine a Beamer flying around, right, to 70 sites trying to be everyone's mate because it just doesn't, there's not enough of him to go around. It just doesn't, I've tried exactly. it. It's exhausting, you know, it, it, and, yeah. it, and it damages that individual. And they might've been really good at the start of it and they end up being really shit. So the only way to fix it is digitally. So, uh, and I think, and because that's the way they behave these days, the kids, are, uh, you know, they talk through. My, my kids, m- most of their friends are virtual. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> don't have any real humans that come to the house anymore. Uh, but yeah, they're all online on the Xbox or PS5, or whatever. But I think that's the key, right? If, they, if we can really personalize training, get people hanging out with head office people, digitally, through videos, through comments, wherever it might be, you're really solving a problem. I think, it's, I think it's a huge step, Jonathan.
1: Around content too, right? So we talked about video and sharing it, and now these things are everywhere and everyone's got one. So they're gonna do their training on them, that's one. They're gonna search for the things that they need. They're gonna try and surface things that they can learn really quickly, and then ask the questions. But then it comes down to the content too, right? So like the show me, don't tell me, and these videos and getting them up there, it needs to be really easy to do and what you can obviously do in Sideways because we've taken the videos learning from that and applied it to Sideways. But then the content, next lot of content, say the content that the business wants you to do, that needs to be overhauled too, right? So that yeah. needs to be, we've got compliance training, which is second to none that we did with our good friends at for who are amazing. And it it shows people clearly what compliance training is all about. You can do... You know, food health safety is level one and two in two hours. You can do the health and safety training in two hours. You know, that's watching it and then doing the questions and you're done. Um, it's a, a lot easier for people to pick it up that way. And I think they, you know, I don't think I know that they learn it better. Right? I know that they can actually take that training and do something with it and not make mistakes. So, you know, we've got a lot of evidence from our clients that are saying, you know, we're, people are, you know, they're, they're, not making the same mistakes. They're not chopping their fingers off. They're not doing this, that, and the next thing, which is great, right? So we've slowed all that down. And then the next line of, uh, or the next cable threat, the other bits of the business needs to know around, you know, inducting people and who are we and what do we do? Again, can be simple videos done, right? We'll bank that, move on, and you can do that and we can release that in a timely fashion as you start in the business. But what I said before about this content is, we need more categories coming. We need more champions. So what we're yeah. trying to do with the people collective, yourself and others and other partners that we're working with is co-create and curate better content. So okay. Let's do courses on le- uh, leadership. Let's do courses on productivity. Courses on um, you know solving problems and those sorts of things. And the list goes on. And we just want to see that bank starting to bank those into sideways and helping our clients. And then our... Uh, the other thing Sideways can do is have the client, if a client's got something and another client wants it, we can port it straight across. Or if we, if one of our co-creators has built a brilliant course that they feel like giving away or maybe you have to pay um, something for it, we can put that into every platform right? Or, or every client platform. So we need to build courses for these guys to learn. We need to help them. And, and I'm really excited by those opportunities.
0: John, tell us more about the People Collective, because uh, you mentioned at the start, and I know it's it's very close to your heart. I, I'm part of it, and um, I've only yeah. been to the one meeting so far, but it, it's going to be great. Tell us what we set up for.
1: Well, it's an extension of what we're doing with, with Sideways and how we're, we're going about things. So we're, we're bringing leaders together, so the heads of people, heads of HR, heads of learning development, um and and inclusion and wellness diversity those sorts of things so we're bringing everyone into a room and it's it's open to everybody all sizes of the business it's very inclusive because we want people to come to meet to connect to reconnect uh you know tell it, you know have conversations with each other and then meet and sit down and just discuss some things that are going on in the in the industry and in the, in their businesses and their worlds so that we can unpack that and we can be really uh authentic and vul- a bit vulnerable so that we can say hey i'm stuck with this i my, i've been programmed to do this has anyone done this before you know it could be a uh a wellness something to do with wellness or mental health or inclusion or whatever where we can go yeah we have an expert here that that can help with that 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 won't mind sharing you know what they've done and and you know you don't have to share everything you could share um, you know, the majority of it. And there's some that you keep to yourself because it's important to your business and, you know, that's your, that's what you do. So we're, we're trying to just get people in a room to say, I'm stuck or I need help or I know this. So, sharing, so firstly, sharing what they know. Hey, this is what I do. This is what my expertise is and I've done this, this and this. And they can bank that into the platform so all of our members can come in and see it and get access to this thing. So things like your podcast can be in there, articles that we've read, but then if we go deeper, it's about uploading things that are going to make a difference to hospitality, to make a difference to their job roles, people, um, L&D, inclusion and wellness and all of those things that we need to be able to share wider because why reinvent the wheel? So COVID did us a big favor, right? Basically, it enabled us to knock on each other's door or tap people on the shoulder and say, I'm stuck, I'm, I need help and people help. Yeah. So I just want to get you know, drive that further and just keep that going. And so far we've got, you know, 20 operators and and, uh, half a dozen suppliers that are are meeting. We're having another meetup in the end of uh, January at Grind. One of my clients who have kindly given up their premises, I think it's in Covent Garden, and we're going to meet and we're just going to come in and we're going to have a beer or a wine or a soda. And we're just going to go, hey, how's it all going? How are you? Let's talk about us for a second. Is everyone okay? Anyone got anything they need? Uh, how's everyone feeling? Here's some things we're working on. Who wants to be part of that? You know, we're solving this problem over here and this problem over here. And so far, we've got about five things going on, which are pretty uh, big uh, topics that we're trying to solve with our members that'll be available to all of our members. And the membership's free. It's there for everyone. We want to build some a place where we can hang out both you know face to face and reconnect but also digitally where we can go in and get access to this stuff yeah.
0: love it i mean I, and i as i said i went to the first one and i, I was not shocked because i expect that of humans anyway but the, the the way that people were very very open and it was funny there was two i won't mention the brands there was two particular brands and you could say rival brands because they're on the high street right they're against each other in in some form and they were talking about how they used to hide training manuals or job description from each other they would never ever dream of sharing that kind of stuff and they were like it's ridiculous because we both need them uh we're both yeah. gonna hire people anyway so why not we just share and kind of build something cool together and I just thought wow and you're right that wouldn't have happened even 18 months ago um so yeah. it, it COVID has brought us a little present there and kind of opened the doors to people saying do you know what we helped each other out for two years during COVID why can't we carry on? Um, so I think it's great. If, if you want to join the People Collective, John, or they want to um, have some free pizza, yeah. uh, well, how do they get hold of you?
1: Well, it's not pizza all the time, um, <laughs> but it will be something. So hopefully with our members, we're going to have it at a different members uh, place every time so that we get to experience other things, right? So we get to go and see Giggling Squid and we get to see Grind. And, you know, we are at Pizza Pilgrims last time and they were very lovely and shared pizza with us. But um, we're building a website now and it, it'll be launched at the end of January, which is going to set about our manifesto and how we're doing things and what some of the rules or engagement are because we want people to come with the right mindset of sharing you know, and helping. And if you're not really into that, then don't bother. <laughs> um, that'll be ready in January. I know you're going to do some show, um, show notes or pod notes after this. So it'll have my email address. I'm working with a good friend, Michael Tinsager on it as well, who's Hospitality Mavericks. And we'll pop his address in there as well. And you can get hold of either one of us. And likewise for Sideways, it's probably at that we end here too, that the, we will be launching it in back end of January. Um, and we'll be doing a, a discount and we can do a discount for your, um, listeners, Chris, so that we can say, look, not only are we, have, do we have a good platform and we have good content, but I also think we need to disrupt pricing. So for anyone that bothers to take a look, you'll see what we, ch- we charge for everything, and you'll be surprised because I want to make a difference. I want to help. And I, I just think technology enables that. It's a disruptor, if you like. So we don't need to charge these stupid prices anymore and let's get our people learning and helping them and putting them first for a change.
0: On on the last newsletter in January, John, we'll put uh, we'll give you a give you a box uh, where people can click through and uh, and find out all of that stuff, which is great, so all of our subscribers can have a look, which is awesome. Um, Look, I I I love you to bits. We've been working together probably for I don't know, is it three years now, maybe on and off, something like that. Yeah, Yeah, three years, and um, it's it's been an absolute ride. It's it's petrifying uh, being self employed, but when you've got good people around you actually kind of give you the nudge and tell you not to do this and try and do that and encourage you along the way it makes things a lot easier and that was you mate so uh thank you very much say that publicly for once to you uh and that's, and that's it and if, and if you haven't seen sideways yet go check it out uh well it'd be out end of january but there's bits and bobs floating around yeah, and john uh, is the fountain of all knowledge so
1: people can still check out our website even though we're launching in january at sideways.ai it's it's uh, there and it's raw estate and it's there for everybody, but we're doing a hospitality only um, or more focused, I should say, a landing page shortly, which will outline everything that we do and why we do it and how you can do it and what what it comes with and all the rest of it. So that'll be coming a little bit later, as I said, at the end of January, but sideways the AI will give people a bit of a, a glimpse into what um, our feature looks like.
0: That's great. Well, That's it. And and I I really appreciate you coming on, mate. Uh, That was John Mason, uh, founder of Vidlios and now Sideways. And if you want to check it out, sideways.ai, if you want to go and find out what Sideways are up to. And I'm sure you'll be hearing more about the People Collective and all the other things John's got going on uh, towards the end of this month. That's it. Happy New Year, mate. And uh, thanks for coming on and we'll see you soon. You too, buddy. Take care. listening make sure you tune in next week to find out who we've got coming up or you can go and check out techontoast.community to find out more about what we're up to have a great week